0: Welcome back to the scariest podcast in town. You are now listening to Mike's Mystery Mansion. As the sun sets in San Luis La Heredura, a beach town on the Pacific, the sounds of the waves hitting the rock formations become louder and louder. The waves slowly become a constant rhythm that cradles the town to sleep. Growing up, I knew what time of the day it was solely on the rhythm of the waves. I would make sure to get home before dusk as I had to cross a small forest that was transversed by the famous Rio Lempa. In the summer of 76, just before the country erupted into a bloody civil war, at least eight people had gone missing in or near the forest of the Rio Lempa. This forest was dense and humid, a mosquito's paradise when a human passed through. Mommy had warned me to always get home before it would become too dark to find my way out of the forest. She taught me to always respect the advice of Las Aguas, the waters. Their sounds would guide me home. Growing up, the elders would tell us many stories about the forest and the Rio. Stories of the Siguánaba, who had the face of a horse, the Chípetillo, who had his feet on backwards to confuse you, the Cadejo, who was a rabid dog, and many more. All of these folkloric creatures were said to travel along the Rio Lempa. They are fascinating stories but for now I want to tell you about one particular story. Jose Manuel Gomez was a farmer from Chalatenango. He was the type of man who never went to school but was filled with more knowledge than any textbook. I was very fond of him because every time he would come to the port he would bring us kids Dulces de Nance, which were my favorite candies made from the nance fruit. During his lunch break, he would sit and tell a small audience stories about the Rio Lempa, about the volcano of Izalco, about the ruins of Tazumal, and the cobblestones of Suchitoto. You named it, and he knew it, recounting stories that would fascinate you for hours. I would always look for him near the beach during lunch, and was upset if I'd missed him on the days he did come. Mommy didn't like Jose Manuel because she said he was full of babosadas. Garbage.
1: Tienes que ir a la escuela para no acabar como ese hombre con sus historias locas.
0: You have to go to school to not end up like that man and his crazy stories. Sí, Mommy, I would reply, nodding my head. I would always have to keep my encounters with him a secret due to my mother's dislike of him. One afternoon, as I was headed to see if Jose Manuel was sitting by the beach. Having his lunch and telling his stories, I heard a young boy's voice inside the forest. I assumed it was a new boy in town, because I didn't recognize him when I saw him. He spoke a language I did not know. What language are you speaking? I asked. He chuckled and started playing with a branch he had in his hands. I shrugged my shoulders and kept going on my way. About a minute later, I heard him again. I turned around and he was right behind me and once again began to speak in a foreign language. I don't understand you, I said. Where are you from? He didn't reply, only looking down at the floor as he made circles in the dirt with the branch. Okay, do you want to come and have lunch with me? I asked him. He started laughing again. I wasn't sure if he was fully understanding me, so I just motioned with my arm to follow me. I kept on walking and would look back every now and then to see if he was following me. He was. When the forest came to an end and I stepped out onto the asphalt street, he stopped abruptly and just stood there staring at me. You're not coming? I asked him. He shook his head. Why not? He didn't reply he simply looked down at his feet. Suit yourself, I said, as I waved goodbye and continued on my way. That day, Jose Manuel told us about one encounter he had with the hombre sin cabeza, the man without a head. He said he had been traveling through the Camino de las Flores when he saw a horse in the distance coming towards him at an impossible speed. As the horse came closer, He realized there was a figure on the horse that was beginning to form. First the feet, then the legs, then the torso and the arms, but it stopped short of a head. It galloped right by him with the headless horseman.
1: You have to show them no fear, that's the trick. Anytime you see something that scares you, you have to put on a brave face and that'll save you. There are many strange things around here from which we have to protect ourselves.
0: He said with enthusiasm as we all looked up with enormous eyes. After lunch, I headed back to the forest to go back home. As I was coming closer to the forest entrance, I realized that the little boy was standing in the exact same spot where I had left him. You stayed here the whole time? I exclaimed. He was too shy to meet my eyes. So he turned around and waited for me to come inside the woods. You're funny, Chipote, I said, shaking my head and laughing as I entered the woods. As we walked through the forest next to the Rio Lempa, I told him the story about the headless horseman. He seemed fascinated by it. I enjoyed telling him the story and seeing him look at me the same way I looked at Jose Manuel. I felt so freaking cool. As I exited the forest to go into my town, he stopped once again before exiting the forest. You know you can't stay in there. It's dangerous. Eight people have already gone missing this summer. You never heard of La Ciguanaba? I'm pretty sure she's been kidnapping everyone and killing them because she's a loca, I said to him. A crazy woman. He just stared down at his feet and started to laugh again before sprinting away. I sighed and turned to go back to my town. Every day that summer, he would meet me in the forest and I would tell him all the stories that Jose Manuel told us. I had become an incredible storyteller, even if I was sort of stealing the stories from Jose Manuel. My mannerisms had me believing I was telling stories to a theater filled with thousands of people in the audience. I felt grown up around the kid. I also felt protected as I didn't have to walk the forest alone. He was smaller than me, but something about his demeanor made me think he wasn't an ordinary kid. I would often lose track of time and forget about listening to the waves to get home in time. My memories of summer of 76 are all him and me and the stories in the forest. One afternoon, sitting by the beach, I was excited because Jose Manuel had a new story to tell us.
1: I know I've told you about El Chipitillo, the little boy who is the son of La Guanaba. But there is another boy that I have encountered on one of my trips near the Rio Lampa, Qualancaita. That is his name in Nahuatl. He is a young boy. Well, that's one of the shapes he takes. He is a cambiaformas, a shapeshifter. His favorite form is that of a little boy. But his true form is much more sinister,
0: Jose Manuel told us in a low voice. I became scared. I thought of my friend in the forest. He never left the forest, and he never really spoke, and he was very mysterious. What does he do? I asked.
1: Well, he steals things you can't get back. Like what? Like. Time, for example. He has stolen entire lifetimes. What do you mean? Well, by the time you realize he's been stealing your time, it's too late. And that time is gone forever.
0: How does he do that?
1: By keeping you entertained, occupied, by confusing you by making you believe you've only spent one afternoon with him when in reality it has been 10 years.
0: Panicking, I looked down at my hands. That's when I noticed the wrinkles. I noticed my voice had changed. I noticed my clothing was different. I looked up at Jose Manuel, but he was gone.
1: Will you just shut up with your goddamn stories, Edgardo? Just for today?
0: What? I turned around to see a homeless man next to me.
1: I'm so sick of them every day. Nobody gives a shit about the Headless Horseman or the Cipetio or any of those. That shit is for kids, man.
0: I looked around and everything looked different, newer. What year is it? I asked, fearing the answer.
1: You really that drunk today? Shit it's 2009
0: he answered shaking his head I got up and felt the weight of my age I walked to a window to take a look at my reflection I didn't recognize the man looking back at me almost thirty years I lost almost three decades of my life because I spent them with the shapeshifter Kualankaita. I had apparently spent most of my life jobless on the streets, talking to myself and retelling the stories I had heard as a child. Most folks thought I had gone crazy, infatuated with folklore stories, but that's not what happened. He stole my time, my life. I was told my mommy died in the war in 88. She had disowned me from embarrassment. I don't blame her. She did warn me about paying too much attention to nonsensical stories. Next time you see a homeless person talking to themselves on the street, just remember that maybe they're talking to Kualankaita. Try to wake them up. Maybe you can save them a few years, a few decades. And if ever you find a little boy in the woods, please stay away from him. Don't listen to him. Don't speak to him. Don't look at him. You might just miss out on your life if you do.